You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, welcome to another crossover Wednesday episode of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm the host of Locked On Falcons, Aaron Freeman, talking with the host of Locked On Cowboys, Marcus Mosher. We're going to be previewing this Week 11 matchup between the Falcons and Dallas Cowboys. So, guys, you guys know me if you're a Locked On Falcons listener. I'm Aaron Freeman. been covering the Falcons for many years at FalcFans.com. Uh, also on Twitter, at FalcFans. And, of course, the host of the illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast. I'm joined by Marcus Mosher, for the host of the Locked On Cowboys, for another crossover Wednesday preview episode sponsored by my bookie. Marcus, let the people know what you do and where you can be found on the internet. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, I do Locked On Cowboys stuff, do stuff for the Athletic, Pro Football Weekly, Fan Sided, a bunch of different outlets. So I'm ready for this game. It's a it's a big game, almost like a loser leaves town match between the Cowboys and the Falcons. Marcus, I understand you're uh, not you know not to. We'll we'll get to this matchup, but I understand you're also doing some Raiders stuff. Is it interesting covering both the Raiders and Cowboys seasons this year, <laughs> given what uh, two teams? A lot of drama. A lot of drama. Uh, you know, for the most part, those two teams have been not very good this season. So it, it's it, it gets kind of hard to <laughs> say how bad the Cowboys and Raiders are after a while. But uh, the Cowboys, at the very least, that they've they've been. They got a win last week, and I'm starting to be a little bit more optimistic about their chances. But yeah, those poor Raider fans, I feel bad for them. Yeah, yeah. I just I only just... nine more years left, guys. Nine more years left. <laughs> I'm just curious how how do you keep it straight sometimes with some of the stuff that's going on in Dallas, and then you know you got two one coach who's not going to get fired, but people think he should be fired. Another coach, you know, we'll talk about Jason Garrett later. But uh, let's jump right into this Falcons Cowboys matchup. Um, yeah, this is an interesting game because the Falcons are coming off a disappointing loss to the Cleveland Browns and the Cowboys are coming off a, a good win. So, you know, you have two teams, not necessarily going in two separate directions, but two teams that are really trying to get their season back on track and, and try to potentially make a playoff run. And, you know, it's going to come to a head this weekend in Atlanta where the Falcons have been much, much better at home than they have been on the road this season. So they're hoping to get a little bit of their mojo back. They're also hoping to welcome back Deion Jones this week. Maybe he plays. We don't know yet. But there's a lot of things going on in Atlanta as well. And and so we'll have to see which team, uh, which Falcon team shows up this weekend and whether or not they can get the W. I'm I'm excited. This should be a fun matchup. Now, for the Cowboy fans, this is a – uh, this is a bad reminder of what happened last year when the Cowboys played the Falcons with Chaz Green giving up six sacks. So the <laughs> Cowboys are hoping to exercise some of those demons on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You know, fortunately for Cowboys fans, Tyron Smith is ready to go this week. So, uh, you know, I don't think you have to worry about Adrian Claiborne getting six or really any Falcon player getting six sacks. Although there are uh, some injuries. You never know. There are some, yeah, there are some injuries on the interior of the offensive line. I guess we'll get to that. But let's start things off talking a little bit about the Falcons offense and, and sort of, the, at least in my opinion, the marquee matchup, the Falcons offense against the Cowboys defense, which um, has, you know, at times been really a solid unit, particularly with the play of the front seven, the pass rush with Demarcus Lawrence. 
uh, Sean Lee is is out of the lineup, and that was a major issue in that game last year, I think, because at that mm-hmm. time, a guy like Jalen Smith wasn't quite ready to fill those shoes, um, along with uh, Anthony Hitchens. But I think now Jalen Smith has made a significant leap forward uh, in his development. You also have Leighton Vander Esch. So I think the Cowboys are much more prepared to be able to slow down this Falcons running game and slow down this Falcons offense in comparison to where they were at last year. Do you agree? I think so. Now, uh, the Cowboys, obviously, they, they've got a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. And you mentioned Sean Lee not playing last year. Uh, that was a big issue. Uh, but this year, they're Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Resch playing absolutely fantastic together. Byron Jones on the outside at cornerback has been an absolute star. Uh, I think you could make an argument that not only should he make the Pro Bowl this year, but he should be an all-pro uh, cornerback. Um, the Cowboys' biggest issue this season is on their interior of their defensive line. And it's not for a lack of talent uh, because they've got a lot of names there, but they've had some some big injuries. Uh, David Irving hurt his ankle in practice a couple weeks ago. He's not going to play in this matchup. Malik Collins, their other starting defensive tackle, uh, was hurt last week against the Eagles. They've had to move Tyrone Crawford from defensive tackle to defensive end because of some of the injuries. Uh, Daniel Ross, one of their reserve defensive tackles who's played a little bit, hurt his calf in warm-ups last week. So uh, a kind of maligned interior group that the the Falcons may be able to take advantage of. The, The Cowboys obviously have talent on the edges with Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence. But it's that interior of the offensive, of the defensive line, excuse me, that has Cowboy fans a little bit nervous entering this Week 11 matchup against Atlanta. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is going to be because the Falcons' interior offensive line, they do have Alex Mack, but he hasn't been quite playing at the level that he's been accustomed to the last couple of years this season. Um, they have... Uh, basically two backups playing at guard with Wet Schweitzer and Ben Garland. Schweitzer did start last year at right guard. This year he's been replacing Andy Levitri at left guard. Ben Garland has substituted in the last couple of games at right guard for Brandon Fusco, who's out for the season as, along with Levitri. They've gotten a little bit of a boost from those guys, particularly in the run game. The running game has sort of come on in these last couple of weeks and in, in large part due to Garland's ability to sort of climb to that second level and take out some uh, linebackers, which has sort of springed in springed open a couple of running lanes for Tevin Coleman and Ito Smith with Devonte Freeman out of the lineup, uh, at least until week 16. We'll, we'll find out later in the season if he actually comes back at all. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, if the Falcons can get this running game going, I think it will benefit them. And so you, you know, it's a weakness for the Cowboys on the interior, but it's kind of a little bit of a weakness on, for the Falcons on the offensive line. So it'll be an interesting matchup to see if one of those two sides of the ball can sort of take advantage of it because the Falcons want to stay balanced on offense. And that will, you know, being able to run the football uh, prevents the Cowboys from being able to pin their ears back with a guy like Lawrence going up against Ryan Schrader, who's really struggled at the right tackle position. And and then it also allows the Falcons to really get that play action passing game going, which was very effective a couple of weeks ago against Washington. Uh, to the tune of 38 points. So that's one of those uh, matchups that I think is going to be an interesting, intriguing one to watch uh, this Sunday. I would agree. Um, the, the play action game has hurt Dallas all season. Now they don't have they don't have the safeties to take away tight ends like they have in the past, but they used to use Byron Jones as kind of their tight end stopper. So I'm looking for Austin Hooper 
to have potentially a pretty big game against Dallas. He's at Hooper's played pretty well this year for Atlanta and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but anytime I watch him play, it feels like he's, uh, he's having uh, a breakout season and that he's an ascending player. Yeah. The, the, one of the things I talked about this week on uh lockdown Falcons was sort of how Hooper's role has changed a little bit. And he's been more of a quote unquote possession guy where they've used him to sort yes. of get a lot more volume underneath catches for him. Um, but one of the things that you like about Austin Hooper is his ability uh, after the catch that if you give him some space, um, you know, he can turn turn it up and, and he likes to hurdle guys. He's he's done that quite a bit uh, this season, not to the, quite to the degree that Zeke uh, did last week uh, against Sullivan. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he can he can get up there for a big fella um, a little bit. And so that's one of those things that has been a, a big bonus for the Falcons, in addition to obviously having Julio Jones and sort of the emerging talent of uh, Calvin Ridley on the outside. So uh, a lot of weapons for the Falcons, but I think Dallas – is somewhat equipped to slow them down, particularly if they can get pressure on Matt Ryan. If you can do that, then, you know, that's going to lead to a lot more short passing um, and not allow the Falcons to develop those uh, long developing plays with the play action and and down the field. And and that can sort of keep things uh, contained, at least to give Dallas's offense a chance to, to win this game. I would agree. Uh, Let's pause so we can take a break so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past. And that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you could even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. So, Marcus, let's talk about this Cowboys offense, which has been um, at least bad. when I've watched bad. You can just say you can, <laughs> okay. bad. That's, how, that's was, how it is. It's bad. Okay, I was I was going to be a little bit forgiving, but uh, you said no, it, you don't so. have to be. You can be honest. Okay, so uh, explain to Locked On Falcons listeners why it's been so bad this year. If you can, well, there, listen, <laughs> listen. If 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 I had one single thing to point out, I, I, man, let's start with the offensive line because the Cowboys have built a team that is predicated on having a dominant offensive line. Uh, that has not been the case this season. Now they've had some injuries. Uh, obviously, Travis Frederick, uh, you know, missing the season has been brutal. Uh, Connor Williams, their left guard. Uh, is not going to play in this game due, a, due to a knee scope. Uh, right guard Zach Martin has been dealing with a pretty bad MCL sprain uh, since the preseason. He got hurt in week three of the preseason, re-injured it in week one, and then re-injured it again this week against the Eagles. He's going to play, but he's clearly not 100%. Tyron Smith is going through a couple different things with a back injury and a hamstring injury, and Lyle Collins just hasn't been very good this year. Um, to put things kind of in perspective, In 2016, Prescott was hit 60 times. 
through nine games this season, Dak Prescott has already been hit 61 times. So this offensive line is a problem. Uh, I wouldn't even say that it's not a strength of this team. It's starting to become one of their biggest weaknesses. So uh, the the offensive line is struggling. In turn, it's hurting Prescott. Uh, before the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper, they lacked the receivers on the outside to scare anybody. Uh, deep, nobody was nobody had to put safeties on the receivers. Um, the running game has looked a little bit worse this season. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have the same explosiveness he did at, as a rookie. And then to make matters worse, worse, you have Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan running this offense, two of the least creative minds in the NFL. So that's where we stand with the Cowboys offense right now. Not a lot of great things coming out of it, despite having a decent performance last week against the Eagles. Well, one of the jokes we have on Locked On Falcons is that if you're in a slump, you play the Falcons, you'll break that slump. Uh, that has generally <laughs> been the case this season. So, it, you know, it wouldn't, even though I've, I've seen some of the same things that you just pointed out with the Cowboys offense, and my initial reaction is like, oh, the Falcons defense should have, you know, not necessarily a layup, but should have a much easier time slowing down this Cowboys offense than they have uh, most teams this year because the Falcons defense has been very bad this year. I say that, and then you know, you I could easily see a scenario where the Cowboys drop like thirty-five points on them. Well, and- well, let's talk about that really quickly because I think I think the way that the Cowboys score a lot of points in this game, it's two ways. They run the ball against this front seven of the Falcons. That, I mean, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Vic Beasley just hasn't played that well this season, correct? That is correct. And then the the inexperienced linebackers. If Deion Jones doesn't play. Uh, Duke Riley has kind of been a, a a weakness at linebacker, right? That is also correct. So if the Cowboys can run against the the Falcons front seven, I think they will have a pretty good chance of of having success. Now in the passing game, uh, if my film study is right, Des, Desmond Trufant's been fine, but it's been that other corner, Robert Alford, that's been the problem. He I, I, over the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's just been a guy that you can target all game long and he's not going to break up anything. So if the Cowboys can find a way to get like an Amari Cooper matched up against Alford or even a Cole Beasley, I would think they'd be able to have success there. And please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's a fair assessment. I think Alford um, has been dealing with an ankle injury these last couple of games, and I think that's been affecting him uh, as of late. He missed the Washington game uh, two weeks ago. And uh, I think that is the side of the field that Cooper typically lines up on the left side, correct? Yes. Yeah, so he'll be facing a lot more of Alford this week since the Falcons typically don't flip their corners. And I think, you know, one of the things it will be interesting to me because I think you mentioned it was sort of Linehan and, and Jason Garrett and watching that Cowboys-Falcons game last season as well as watching what I've seen of the Cowboys on film this season. Obviously, I haven't seen as much as you have, but um, – you know, I think one of the things that the, hurts the Cowboys is sort of how vanilla their offense is with the route combinations. And I think yes. last season with Alford and Trufant, uh, it sort of really played right into their hands. It just made it super easy for them to cover the Cowboys receivers. Um, and I, one of the things I've been saying on Locked on Falcons this year as of late is I don't think Trufant and Alford have been nearly as bad as, say, their pro football focus grades indicate. But I think this game will be a good litmus test to sort of indicate whether or not how far they have fallen in terms of their ability. If they struggle uh, a lot in, against this Cowboys receiver group, which, you know, on paper has good players, but don't necessarily get the most out of those players, you could certainly make the argument given the structure of their offense. Um, if they struggle against, you know, the Coopers and the Hearns and the 
Michael Gallup, who I was a big fan of when he when he came yep. out this past year. Um, but if they really struggle in this game, then that will be a good indicator because you can sort of do an apples to apples comparison to basically shutting down the Cowboys receivers a year ago to whatever happens on Sunday. And I think that would be a good indicator for at least Falcon fans to sort of see maybe or whether or not how far those guys have fallen if they've fallen at all this year. Uh, on the interior of the Atlanta defensive line, it's still Grady Jarrett. And is it Jack Crawford? Is that yeah. the other guy that they've been playing? Okay. Yes. Um, Grady Jarrett, is he healthy? Because I know he was kind of banged up earlier in the season. Yeah, game. yeah. He's, he looks uh, mostly healthy. Um, I, I think what's going to be interesting, because I think that's a potential strength for the Falcons this uh, week with this matchup, because – when they're able to successfully stop the run this season, it has been mostly due to the fact that their defensive line is disruptive. Again, going back to what you said earlier with the sort of questionable play of the linebackers behind them without Deion Jones in the lineup. And I think particularly not only in terms of their run defense, but also uh, with their pass rush, I think this pass rush, even though guys like Vic Beasley and now Bruce Irvin and Tack McKinley are bigger names uh, that a lot of people know, I think really the Falcons pass rush has lived and died by the performance of guys like Grady Chair and Jack Crawford. Um, and right. I know Cowboys fans are definitely familiar with Jack Crawford, um, but I think he's a significant, been a significantly better player in Atlanta than he was in, in Dallas, particularly as a pass rusher. Um, and so I think if the Falcons can take advantage of some of the question marks on that Dallas Cowboys interior, I know, you know, Zach Martin is one of the best guards in the league, but he's dealing with some injuries. But I know historically over the last couple of seasons, when the Falcons have uh, faced the Cowboys, Grady Jarrett has uh, done a much better job against Zach Martin than I think most D tackles do in this league. So I think that's a potential advantage if the Falcons are going to be able to slow down Zeke Elliott, as well as get pressure on Dak uh, Prescott, who, you know, you mentioned has taken a lot of hits and a lot of sacks this year. Uh, I think that's a recipe for success if they can get those two guys in, in Jared and Crawford going this week. Uh, my last question for, you know, about this Atlanta defense is obviously Deion Jones being out has hurt the linebacking core. But why have some of those other guys like Campbell and Duke Riley struggled so much this season? Well, I mean, I think the strength of Campbell's game has always been more coverage than run support. And he's done, he's played his best season in terms of covering tight ends uh, in comparison to last previous seasons. But the run support just really hasn't been great uh, for him throughout his career. And I don't think this year is any different. Uh, Riley has really struggled with sort of the, I guess you could say the mental aspects of the game. It just... Very inconsistent. I, I noticed that last week against against Cleveland because I think he might have been responsible for the Duke Johnson touchdown. He right? was one hundred percent responsible for the Duke Johnson okay. touchdown. And the problem is, I, I made a comment on this on Twitter during the game, is that teams have basically been able to run that type of play against uh, the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, the Falcons defense in the red zone throughout the season and been very successful for it because Duke Riley just has a tends to have these brain farts where he forgets his zone responsibilities or, you know, teams can run these route combinations where they cross his face with a tight end or a wide receiver and he completely abandons his zone. And then whether it's a running back leaking into that or another receiver or even the quarterback on some sneaks uh, or a scramble can basically just go attack that area of the field and it's a vulnerability that multiple teams have exploited this year. And what's frustrating about it with Riley is you see it week in and week out and it seemed like things were getting better after the bye week and had a, a pretty strong performance against Washington, although his snaps have been limited. 
um, as the season has progressed, but then to sort of see the regression against Cleveland has been very frustrating. That's a big reason why Falcon fans are eager to see Deion Jones return, and we'll, we'll find out, I guess, probably on Friday, depending on what his status is, whether or not he'll play on Sunday. But if he does, that will at least erase one vulnerability uh, on the Falcons' defense. It may not re- erase all of them, but that's one area that could certainly uh, – be heavily improved and, and so everybody's eagerly anticipating the return of Deion Jones whether it's this week or next week even if Jones plays in this would you expect his snaps to be somewhat limited considering how long he's been off yeah I, I wouldn't expect him to play every snap if he plays I think he'll probably do what the Falcons have basically been doing the last couple of weeks is just wrote a heavy usage of several linebackers and another guy that Cowboys fans are familiar with in Bruce Carter has gotten a lot of reps in yeah. coverage uh, they've been playing Kamal Ishmael, who's a converted safety that they converted a couple of years ago. Duke Riley, Devontae Campbell as well. And their rookie out of Yale, Foye Olakun, who actually has arguably been their most consistent linebacker, which probably is, is a, a slight at you know some of the veterans, but at, also a testament to sort of he's been much better than expectations were for a six-round pick out of the Ivy League. So um, I think if Deion Jones is added to the mix, you'll see – Still that sort of rotation being used based off of situation and and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think the issue the Falcons are facing is they have a short week the following week against New Orleans on Thursday night on Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving evening. And um, sure. they, you know, if, if they don't want Jones to sort of aggravate any issues and have that short turnaround. So if he's not ready to go this week or, you know, close to 100 percent, then I think they'll just sort of save him. And even if he does play, I think you're right. They will try to limit his snaps so that he doesn't necessarily uh, miss that Saints game where he historically does excellent against his quote-unquote hometown team in in New Orleans. Please save him for next week. That would be fantastic. Cowboy (laughs) fans would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I think, you know, the Falcons have the ability to hold their own against this Cowboys offense if it plays like it has played for most part this season without Deion Jones. But obviously – he helps in a lot of areas, particularly with a, a guy like Zeke Elliott and his ability to win out of the backfield. So we'll see what happens. Now, uh, Marcus, before we move on, uh, I do want to let the people know that they should definitely check out the Locked On NFL podcast with host Matt Williamson, which is now the Locked On NFL Experts podcast because you get a different expert every day. On Mondays, Matt brings you all the local experts from the various Locked On podcast shows, including people like Marcus and myself, to recap what happened on Sunday. Tuesday, you get Sage Rosenfels, a former NFL quarterback. You Wednesdays, you get PFF's Mike Renner. Thursdays, you get ESPN's Mike Sando. And then on Friday, you get Matt's Picks of the Weeks. Check that out wherever you get your Locked On podcast, your team, every day. So, Marcus, any other thoughts on this game before we wrap things up? This game is going to come down to, in my opinion, how well the Cowboys do in the red zone and how well the Falcons can stop them. Uh, The Falcons have the 30th ranked red zone defense in the NFL. The Cowboys have the 24th ranked red zone offense in the NFL. So the Cowboys can't settle for field goals and the the Falcons can't give up touchdowns. Depending on who wins out there is going to decide this game, in my opinion. I think that's a good uh, opinion there. Um, I think this game will boil down mostly to, in as many Falcon games this year, is if the Falcons offense can get off to a a good start at home uh, and sort of get this Cowboys team to play on their heels, get them to rely less on Zeke Elliott's inability to run the football, 
um, as well as be able to get their pass rush in some favorable situations with the addition of Bruce Irvin. I mentioned sort of the interior of that um, defensive line being able to have some success. The Falcons want to use a a quote-unquote NASCAR package with Irvin and Beasley on the edges and then kick Tack McKinley inside. And so I think that could be potentially favorable. So if the Falcons can get out to an early lead, it thinks it makes the Cowboys a little bit one-dimensional and that plays to the Falcons' strengths and less to the the Cowboys' strengths. Um, So I think that's going to be a big key um, uh, for this game and, you know, you know, by the first quarter, midway through the second quarter, I think uh, at least if you're watching the Falcons, you'll have a, a good idea whether or not they're in a position to win this game in the end. That makes sense to me. I'm good with that. Uh, do you have a score prediction? I think this game is going to be close, at least into the second half. I, I don't see a situation where this gets to be a blowout early. Um, I'm going to say that the Falcons have been incredibly good at scoring at home this season. I'm going to say that Falcons score 31 Dallas gets 27 and the Falcons get to five and five. I think that's a good, pretty strong prediction. I'm going to go with something similar. I'm going to go Falcons about 30 Cowboys, maybe 23 get a couple of those field goals that you're saying. I can see that you don't want them to get. And yeah, so I, I think the Falcons can sort of, win it not I wouldn't say comfortably I think the certainly the the Cowboys can make it a little hairy at the end but I think if they can get out to an early lead um I think they can sort of coast a little bit which is their tendency which is very frustrating for, for watching this team uh they they tend to let teams back into it but I think they should be able to you know at least keep their foot on the gas long enough to sort of take care of business so 30 to 23. It should be a fantastic one o'clock game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. Um, certainly important games for both of those teams. I think, you know, I wouldn't necessarily write off either team if they lose this game for the rest of the season because there's still a lot of football left to be played. But certainly uh, the loser of this team of this game is going to put themselves in a less than favorable situation if they're going to try to make a playoff run. And obviously the winner is going to keep their season going strong and now that i say that of course it'll probably wind up being a tie or something like that and then i don't know what to take away from that (laughs) so uh for your locked on cowboys fans uh and listeners um if they want to find out more stuff about the falcons they of course can follow me on twitter at falcfans find out more content at falcfans.com of course they can listen to the locked on falcons podcast marcus uh anything else that you want to plug before we duck out yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, follow my co-host on the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, Landon McCool at McCoolBCB. And then just make sure you check us out at Lockdown Cowboys. All right, Marcus, I appreciate you doing this and uh, look forward to seeing what the results of Sunday's action is. Absolutely. Go Cowboys. Cowboys. 